We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name, as always, is Rob Lauder. Do you guys know my... Have I ever given you guys my my full name? Is that is that something that's safe to give on the internet? I don't even know these days. I don't think anything's safe on the internet. How many times have you guys talked about something and then had it pop up on your phone? Every did everybody just simultaneously like nod their head in agreement. Yeah, it's one of the weirdest things on the internet. The fact that your phone listens to you. You know, there's also some IP address elements that like anything searched on your IP can then be used in an ad that track. You know, it's unbelievable. Anyways, quickly wandering off topic, but I know we can all relate to that one. Even the most random things. You know, I was talking to my fiance about the fact that she's an engineer, and then. All of a sudden, I started getting advertisements for like engineering documents, which has nothing to do with me or anything I search, but there they were. Full name. I always say Rob Louder, which is definitely my name, but my full name, I don't think I've even told anybody this on Twitter. Robert Newton Louder the Fifth. Yep. Ridiculous. I am the fifth. There have been... Four Robert Newton Louders before me, my dad, my grandpa, my great-grandpa, and my great-great-grandpa, who I did not meet. Seen a picture of him, though. He's a good-looking dude. You know, it was one of those old-school Western pictures where he's sitting there, and and uh, I think it's his wife standing behind him, but the picture's kind of zoomed in. So yeah, Robert Newton Louder V coming at you for episode number 274 of Striking Gold. Can y'all believe that? Striking Gold episode number 274. Coming up on 300. I don't know how many of those were just me. Maybe 100 or so. You know, obviously, and KP's gotten plenty of those. Crocker got probably half of those. But man, what a what a historic run. 
probably not historical at all. But still, we're going to call it a historic run for us here at Striking Gold. Um, I don't know what... I'm assuming most of my listeners are from California, but not all. Not all. We're like, hey, guys, guys, come back. Sit down. Come back. Come back. Sit down. I didn't say all. Most of my listeners are from California, and California right now is getting absolutely godsmacked by a atmospheric river, which is... Why did I never hear that term for the rest of for 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 the vast majority of my life? I feel like I only heard that term for the first time like a couple years ago. Are any of you guys have you guys heard that term before? Because I just feel like the first time I heard it was you know like I said a few years ago. Now all of a sudden they're happening all the time. Well, we are getting smacked with an atmospheric river right now. It just started in the Central Valley. It is expected to rain um all night long and then it is expected to rain essentially all day tomorrow which is friday and then is it ex- it's expected to rain most of saturday which i don't know if i've told you guys about this either but look up what airsoft is it's basically like paintball on steroids in terms of what the guns look like in the in the gear when i host an airsoft field not too far from my house, 15 minutes up the hills of the Central Valley, um, up towards Shaver Lake, if you guys know where that is. And it's a it's a pretty popular airsoft field. We run games every two weeks. Get, they draw about 50 to 60 players every, every couple of weeks. And then a couple times a year, we'll have weekend-long games where maybe 200 people show up. But we, we usually cap it at right about that number because there's only – for admin and we just aren't that confident in our ability to handle more than 200 people but that airsoft field is well within the newly established evacuation warning zones for fresno slash clovis due to flooding you know they they i read that it was a combination of rainfall and the fact that it was kind of like a warmer temperatured storm front meaning the snow that's been here is going to melt along with the rain which can cause some insane flooding. And the what's crazy is the airsoft field I run, where we park is right next to this little creek that runs through the property. And if things get wild, that creek can go up and up and up. We've had it to where where we park is underwater. We've seen clips where the this tiny creek that runs through the property is now some raging river. And that's kind of what's expected to happen this weekend. We had to cancel the game we were planning on having um, because obviously the worst case scenario is everybody somehow makes it to the game. And during the day of gameplay, the the weather drastically changes and all this water comes in. We're all trapped. Cars are floating down the stream, um, people chasing after them. Just, you know, so things are about to get weird. It's about to rain a lot. Um, And what's crazy is I'm just I'm in the middle of town right next to a very popular high school. And, you know, not in the middle of town. Let me rephrase that. I'm at the edge of town right up next to that evacuation warning zone. So. Things might get weird over the weekend, but I think I'll be all right. I think we'll be okay. So other than the rain, if you're listening to this, it's got to be Friday morning, unless something has gone gone painfully wrong with the uh, the publication process and it's delayed. But whatever, if you're listening to this, it should be Friday morning. And there is a good chance that 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is currently, as you're listening to this, under the knife, undergoing his surgery to uh, repair his ulnar collateral ligament in his right el- elbow. 
a surgery being undertaken by Dr. Keith Meister, the team doctor of the Texas Rangers um, in Arlington, Texas. And they have scheduled the surgery for Friday, for today. Um, I mean, it's not, it, it very well won't be today if you're not listening to this on Friday. So, you know, that's, it's dumb of me to keep saying today for any extended period of time. March 10th. And I, I, I must, I don't know how soon we will know the results of that surgery. I am assuming that we will know the severity of Brock Purdy's elbow surgery sometime that Friday, this Friday, whatever you want to call it, the Friday in which we speak. So it's a big day uh, for the 49ers that has very large, um, wide spreading implications. Um, all indications up until this point was that Purdy was going to receive the what they call the internal brace for his his ligament, and it wasn't going to be a completely a complete reconstruction, which we've said it a few times on this podcast would result in a nine to twelve month recovery, pretty much removing Purdy from the twenty twenty three NFL season. But if it is the internal brace which it is expected to be, but in no way has anybody said that with any real confidence, which is, I think, the way it should be in the medical realm. You never know until it's time to do the damn thing. That would offer him a six-month recovery that includes a healthy amount of ramping up to be in good physical shape. I want to say the back half, the last three months of that six-month recovery would be spent slowly working his arm back into shape, and that includes throwing the football. So in terms of his physical shape, you would think that when that recovery was done, he would be pretty much ready to throw the ball around the football field. In terms of any other types of readiness when it comes to any playbook changes, you know, the chemistry that develops over an offseason, especially for a quarterback as young as Purdy's, none of that will have taken place. And six months after from tomorrow March 10th is by some weird twist of not fate September 10th when the 49 that was a weird weird awkward pause right I felt like I was getting ready to say December 10th like it was about to come out of my mouth and I was like no stop on the inside and then I stopped it and said September 10th which is when the 49ers start the 2023 regular season to the day now you know that doesn't mean that that is exactly six months numerically from now, but that's you know that's how close this timeline is. But that being said, I think it's very safe to assume that if Purdy's recovery is going to be six months, the we won't be like magically snap your fingers like um, Mary Poppins and everything's back together again. He will have to take time to reintegrate himself into the offense. The 49ers probably won't feel comfortable just trotting him right back up there. He'll have to get reps in practice, reps that will also be at the same time instrumental for what we assume will be Trey Lance, um, who will likely take the 49ers into the start of the 2023 regular season. So very precarious, like little situation here with a lot of implications. You know, the 49ers are obviously hoping to hear that. Purdy is uh, on that six-month timeline and has a chance to be ready to throw before the regular season. That doesn't mean he'll be ready to play. 
Um, on a, on a similar party note, you know, we saw that I, I'm assuming most of you guys saw that interview between, I think it was Taylor Lewan and Fred Warner. I, I don't want to be wrong about Taylor Lewan though. Let me, let me look up. Yes, it was. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, had an interview with Fred Warner where that he was told by somebody in the NFL that Purdy wasn't all that. He missed his throws. Showed him the tape. Wasn't a player, but it's somebody who knows ball, and it's somebody who works within the NFL. And Warner was like, "Ah, dude, who's who told you that?" And obviously, the one was like, "I can't, I can't tell you that." But Warner was like, "Dude, I've been playing against this guy since he first stepped into the building, watching him." ball out against us watching him stutter step his way past us watching him make some crazy throws shit talk his way through practice and he talked about the fact that most quarterbacks in his situation kind of just tiptoe their way through practice stay within the the confines of what is expected and just try to like keep the offense afloat while the defense practices and Warner was like, um, no, he wanted to get our ass. And he was talking shit to me. I was talking shit to him. And so that way, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down during the regular season, Warner was, if you remember, one of the very first guys to go, no, no, we're, we'll be all right. And sure as shit, they were all right. If anything, Purdy was an upgrade over anything we've had for the 49ers in a while. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo at his best was was very good, obviously. We know that. But it just seemed like this offense kind of transformed under Purdy. So it was interesting to hear that another NFL voice out there. But, I mean, is it really that interesting? We hear so much dumb shit come out of NFL media slash NFL rumors slash somebody within the building said this. Like, I'm not really sure it's something that's meant to be. It should be something that's taken with a grain of salt because people are going to talk their shit. Even if they're wrong, they're going to. You know, they'll say things knowing that it'll get out there. So whoever's saying that, you know, and especially because Rand Carthon, the f- a former 49ers head of a pro personnel, just became their general manager. So it's like, is was it him? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's not like they're making a bold claim. They're just saying Brock Purdy's not all that. He misses throws. He does this. He does that. And, you know, it's not that he doesn't. To me, that's just kind of like a hollow complaint. What quarterback doesn't miss throws? you know like it it's whatever and he may have said more than that but that's kind of what we were given so it was interesting to hear Warner kind of go to bat for Purdy saying look man I've I've been going against this guy and if he could take it to us the way he did then it didn't surprise me at all the way he went at other NFL defenses and it, obviously we know how that ended but that has nothing to do with what you know Warner was saying as far as what Purdy is capable of Moving on, let's roll. Um, be on the lookout for for Purdy injury news come Friday, March 10th. Uh, maybe as you listen to this, it's already been said. Um, maybe, uh, maybe as you're listening to this, the news breaks. I mean, wouldn't that be something? But moving on, uh, the 49ers hit the compensatory pick lottery. They were awarded seven compensatory selections. Um. They now have 11 draft picks. Okay, I will roll you through them. In round three, they have picked 99, 101, and 102. In round five, they have 155, 
164 and 173. In round six, they have 216. And in round seven, they have 222, 247, 253, and 255. Is 255 the last pick of the draft? Again? Hold on, let me let me see. I, I know that it's in the 250s. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's in the 260s. Let me see. Last pick of draft number. In the command center here, typing away. 250, this is 253. That says 256. I guess it changes. So we'll, I'll have to find out. I mean, are the 49ers making a Mr. Irrelevant selection again? Purdy was 262. So, it, it, you know, in 2017, there was 253. In 2015, there was 256. Okay, so I guess it, I guess that all depends on how many compensatory picks are awarded. Um, the 49ers, you know, they had a, a convergence of a lot of the third round picks that they were getting from the coaching changes. Uh, the hiring of Robert Sala and Martin Mayhew had a third rounder. Two of them have been used, 21 and 22, but 23 this year. They get that one. Um, one of the third rounders from Mike McDaniel's hire has been used in 22. But then there's another in 23. They get that this year. And then Rand Carthon and D'Amico Ryans netted the 49ers another three third-round compensatory picks. And they are also – one of those is this year in 23. And then there's another two in 24 and 25. So this is the one year um, per Jake Hutchison that – Jake Hutchison of KMBR, right? Yep, yep, yep. 49ers beat writer for KMBR. Good dude. I like Jake. This is the one year where all three – of those, mm, what's the best promotions? Uh, converge in terms of the comp picks that were given to the 49ers. 23 is the only year um, where they get something from all three of those hires. You had two 22s from Salah, from Salah and Mayhew and McDaniel. But anyways, y'all know what I'm saying. So the 49ers have a ton of draft picks. Uh, none of them early, but like I made a joke about on Twitter the 49ers need to find a way to turn those third round picks into fifth round picks, you know, for the brand, the 49ers have been aces in the fifth round. I meant to have a list up in front of me of all the players that the 49ers have drafted in the fifth round that have been studs. Um, but I sucked and forgot to do it. And what's funny is I posted that very clear sense of humor. And I feel like those of you that listen to me probably understand that sense of humor better than most, but it took all of 60 seconds for a dude to quote tweet it and go, nah, package a bunch of those and get into the second round. Of course they could package the third rounders and get into the second round, genius. We're talking about the fact that the 49ers seem like they're better at drafting in the fifth round than they are in the third. So, and then Matt Barrows replied to my tweet with 49ers 20 picks, and it's just round five, over and over, round five, round, round five, round, round five, 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 five. That would be uh, hilarious. Um, just the entire fifth round is 49ers drafting whoever the hell they want. Can you imagine if a team pulled that off? And what's crazy is it's it's kind of like doable. Like if a team wanted to just maniacally pursue every pick in the fifth round, they might not get every one of them. But what if one team had like every other pick in the fifth round and they gave up their first rounders, uh, you know, and they, they turned the first rounders into second rounders and they turned the second rounders into thirds. And then they started taking those thirds and converting it into multiple fifths. And, you know, and then they took their sixes and sevens and converted them into fifths. And, you know what I mean? Like just absolutely ridiculous thing to even be wake, wasting podcast air on. But it, it's just 
Just think about it because it's fun to think about. And why not think about something fun? With so much negativity in the world, we need to think about an entire fifth round of the NFL draft dominated by the 49ers who are just constantly on the clock. And then maybe another team sneaks in there every now and then that was just too stubborn to give up that fifth rounder that the 49ers offered a a 20-39 first round pick for. But, you know, it, it would just be... The 49ers run of the mill. They just bring in 30 players. It's just like this massive, glorified fifth-round pick tryout, and only three of them get to make the team. But the 49ers would know that they got every pick in the fifth round, and they're the first team to draft that many players, let alone draft that many players in the same round. And given their track record, they might just completely rewrite the fabric of this team by acing all of those players on the draft. Like, you come, come on, man. Let's have some fun here. Let's just have some fun here. So the 49ers are doing very well on draft picks. No, they don't have early picks, but they do have uh, mid to late ones. And so it's still encouraging for a team that needs depth, um, that needs to reinforce kind of the the studs they've got up front. It's not that they don't have any opening, you know, openings for starters, but it, it, it they can still do a lot of damage in a good way. Um, with the picks that they have. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, for the uh, for the obvious talking point, do I have free agency down towards the bottom? I do. We'll end with that. That's fine. We... If you can't believe it, to your shock, to my shock, to everybody's surprise, we, and by we I mean me, Robert Newton Louder V, is going to talk about quarterbacks here on Striking Gold. I know, I know, gasp, pick pick yourself up off the ground. Okay, we're going to talk about quarterbacks, and I think you guys know the quarterback we're going to talk about. And that is one Lamar Jackson. But listener beware. I don't have an incredibly hot take for you. I don't have this just seething hot, you know, statement that I'm hoping someone screen captures, it records and posts it on Twitter. Like, oh, my God, look what Rob said on Twitter. Oh, and his name is Robert Newton the Fifth. Did you guys know that? No, I'm not going for any of that. I'm just going to talk through it and kind of offer my lukewarm stance. And it's, I think it's just me becoming an old grumpy, get off my lawn, 49ers, um, whatever you want to call me, uh, 
person, reporter, analyst, podcaster. We should think of, is there like a slightly derogatory name for a podcaster, like a, a potty or a, it's kind of good now that I say that out loud, a potty, because it sounds like potty, like toilet, but also P-O-D-D-I-E or something. Maybe that's what we, maybe, I hope that doesn't go places that would terrify me. So let's start out by saying that, let's make it perfectly clear that Lamar Jackson, I think I think this gets kind of swept under the table in terms of just being excited about the the wholly unrealistic idea of of, of obtaining him with in the red and gold, but he wants to be paid a massive, somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred to two hundred and fifty million, fully guaranteed for somewhere between four and five years. Maybe he could be talked down to three years. For maybe 150 million fully guaranteed, maybe more. So let's just start there. Because I feel like that's almost where this ends for the 49ers. <laughs> he wants an absolutely massive deal that would make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL for that portion of time. So let's start there before everybody just gets so damn excited. The 49ers, who currently have. $6.4 million in salary cap space, and it's not that they can't be adjusted and bent and moved, are now going to be expected to somehow sign a player that wants over $50 million a year fully guaranteed. No wiggles, no dead years that I know of. I, don't, I think that would defeat the purpose of a fully guaranteed contract. So I'm just setting the table because I think that that's where most of this conversation stops. But let's keep going. All right, listen up, people, especially all our guys out there. We've got a special offer on the newest addition to your daily self-care routine. Do you shower? How about brushing your teeth? I sure as hell hope so. And I know you manscape to keep the ladies in your life happy. Listen, no shame. Self-care is cool and it's manly. And that's why you need to add Sword Vitality Excalibur to your daily routine. Sword Vitality Excalibur can encourage optimal sexual health by increasing blood flow to help you thrive when it matters. Trust me, you might think your girl's happy now, but what if she could be happier? This 30-day regimen designed to benefit your reproductive function can help maintain a healthy libido and stamina. Now, who doesn't want to last longer? Look, the fact of the matter is this. 40% of men experience impotence at the age of 40 and nearly 70% of men at age 70. It's time to take control of your sexual health. Stop buying sketchy pills at gas stations. Stop hiding little blue pills in your sock drawer and get sword vitality. You'll be proud of this product. It looks good on the shelf. It sure as hell feels good. And it shows your partner you care. Add sword vitality to your pregame and you'll always be ready for game time. Visit swordvitality.com now and use promo code GOLD at checkout for a nice discount. That's swordvitality.com, promo code GOLD, and that discount won't be the only thing you're getting. The Ravens have not been able to work that out, so they slapped Jackson with the non-exclusive franchise tag, meaning that teams, I want to probably say, uh, maybe they already have permission. It might start on the 13th of next week. 
But teams will have permission to negotiate with Lamar Jackson, who does not have an agent. And whatever deal is struck between that team and Jackson is then given to the Ravens, who have a week to match that offer. And if they choose not to, then they are awarded the other teams, the signing teams, two first next two first round picks in uh in the draft. And so one before while I've got it in my brain, because I feel like a lot of stuff pops into my brain and then I just ignore it. I know it's not necessarily the correct time to say it, so I just forget about it. Does not because the 49ers don't have a first round pick this year does not mean that they could not trade for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I I believe, I thought I heard that the language in terms of the non-exclusive tag is very broad. It doesn't say when the first round picks have to be, I believe, I I thought I read that today. Um, But, you know, when you read something in a classroom full of 40, 13 and 14 year olds, sometimes you don't get full concentration, okay? Um, But even then, if that is a sticking point, and everything's in place, Lamar Jackson could still sign that tag with the Ravens, and then the Ravens could trade Jackson. So there's ways around that whole 49ers don't have a first-round pick thing. But that's where they're at. Teams are allowed to negotiate with Jackson if they give him an offer. Jackson then takes that offer to the Ravens and said, match this, or um, I'm going to this team. And then they get two first-round picks. So... And I, I think it's important to also establish that the 49ers have 100%, 100% talked about this. It's their job. That's John Lynch's job, to be the general manager, to explore every possible avenue that could, in a way, make this team better. And there's no doubt that adding Lamar Jackson would make this team better. Uh, it doesn't mean it would look the same as how the 49ers have succeeded uh, as of late. And maybe it would, because we all know that Lamar Jackson can sling it. I want to say, wasn't he like, Close to breaking the record for passing touchdowns at one point? Am I am I tripping? Anyways, the 49ers have talked about this. You can bet your bottom dollar that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have sat down in an office and talked about adding Lamar Jackson and what it would do to his offense and what it would take to land him and if it's even worth going down that road. That's probably where the conversation stopped, but, stopped, but I'm just letting you know, they could be talking about it right now. I mean... They could be in the Brock Purdy waiting room while he has a surgery talking about Lamar Jackson. It's just a reality. It could be. It could be. But in the end, as I talk through this, and I do not take you guys lightly, I take you seriously. I take my listeners seriously. I am never going to say anything that I feel like questions your intelligence. I feel like if you've been listening to this pod long enough, Uh, I almost feel like there's a mutual respect between us. I can talk football to you, and I know you guys can listen to it and understand it. It's just, that's how I feel. All right, that's how I feel. I'm I'm assuming, and what I believe is a safe assumption, that I have smart listeners, or at least listeners that are on the same page with a lot of the things I say. But this, to me, feels like shenanigans, like... It feels like friends sitting around a fire, camping, talking about what you do if you were in a scenario that would never happen and has no chance of happening. Like, hey, man, what would you do if you, if you won $500 million? Like, and I'd be like, man, I feel like at least $100 million of that would go to my family and my friends because I just would love 
the fact that I would be changing everybody else's life along with mine, you know, it, what, what would be a drop in the bucket for me and my newly acquired wealth would just be a life changer for my parents and my, my siblings. And you know what I mean? Like you're talk, it's fun to talk about, but in the, in the end, for the most part, especially me, because I don't play the lottery, it's not reality. It's never going to happen. Now, it, Lamar Jackson to the 49ers isn't quite to that degree. The odds of the 49ers landing Lamar Jackson is not the same odds as winning the lottery. But it does still feel like something we're talking about that just almost feels goofy. I understand that this is the podcast game. It's the content game. You've got to talk about this stuff uh, if you want to stay afloat almost, you know, as, as weird as that is. It's not impossible. The Lamar Jackson to the 49ers is not impossible, but it's extremely unlikely to put it mildly. The 49ers would absolutely to need to be hell bent on landing Lamar Jackson. They would need to risk altering the genetic makeup of this team along with its trajectory. Now, is there a chance that Lamar Jackson makes you better? Uh, Yes, there is. But in terms of the things that this team would have to do in order to land a player of that caliber, and this goes even beyond the amount of money they'd have to pay him. His contract, just in and of itself, would drastically alter the landscape. You're talking about adding a player that takes up, I mean, right now, the top 51 of the 49ers roster accounts for $213 million. Let's just add a basic mathematic approach, even though we know contracts don't work like that. Let's say Lamar Jackson accounted for $50 million of that salary cap. It's never that simple. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's much less. Sometimes it's more based on where you're at in the contract. But that just right there we're just we're just spitballing here is like 48% no excuse me 28% no a little less we'll just keep it simple about 25% of the team's salary cap going to one person okay now again disclaimer don't get all weird i know salary caps can be bent twisted you know Money is spread around throughout a deal. Sometimes it's pushed back. Sometimes it's put forward. Like Trent Williams' cap number right now is $27 million. Eric Armstead is $24 million. You know, the, you know, if they were to cut him, they would actually incur more dead money than his cap number. You know, it goes all over the place. But let's just keep it very simple and say Lamar Jackson was worth $50 million. That would be just under 25% of the team's salary cap on one player. So if you're talking about going after somebody like that, who's made it very clear what he wants and to offer you my prediction, I think he stays in Baltimore. You're talking about completely altering the landscape of this team restructuring. Maybe Nick Bosa is no longer a thing anymore. Maybe he had to be involved in the trade to get Lamar. Do we think the Ravens are just going to chill and 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 trade a player like Lamar Jackson to the 49ers and not want one of the 49ers' absolute premier players back? They would have their eyes solely fixed, like Sauron, on Rivendell, 
on Nick Bosa. You like that? His eyes are fixed on Rivendell. Just like the Ravens' eyes would be fixed on Nick Bosa, who they know is due a contract. And they're like, this is perfect. So, I, you know, and, and I'm, I would not sign off on that. If, if John Lynch came to me and said, Rob, Robert Newton, Lauder the fifth, we can have Lamar Jackson right now, but we got to send Nick Bosa. I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. Thanks, John. And it, it, I could go on and on about why I wouldn't, you know, why I wouldn't do that. But anyways, if you would, that's fine. I don't think you're crazy. It's a quarterback. It's the most important position in the NFL and arguably all of sports. I'm just saying that contracts would need to be restructured. Players would just need to be cut. Key players. Key players would need to be traded. Future picks would need to be given up. The salary cap would just turn into this nightmare. Like it would be an unbelievable adventure if the 49ers wanted to trade for Lamar Jackson. I mean, you would have to get Netflix in there to film the whole thing, maybe NFL films, because what would go on inside that walls in order to make that trade happen would be must see TV. It'd have to be at least six to seven episodes, each episode over an hour of all the things that would happen in that building in order to make that trade happen. Some episodes would be sad. The last one I presume would be happy, but you know, it it would just be an unbelievable thing for that to go down again, not saying it's impossible, but I mean, you would be doing some serious remodeling on this football team. And maybe I'm drastically outweighing the importance of the salary cap, which we know can be messed with, but it's still, it's such a massive number and the 49ers don't have any way of squeezing that number into what they have without making some crazy adjustments. It's just that big of a deal. You know, in terms of the case for it, you know, I think it's very simple in terms of the case for something like swinging for the fences and Lamar Jackson. To me, it's perfectly represented with Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Kyle Shanahan can get the most out of a lot of running backs. He can make an undrafted free agent look good. He's done it. He can make a late round draft pick look good. He's done it. But there was something about just getting Christian McCaffrey in the building that was different because he is an elite football player a player that was drafted top 10, a running back that was drafted top 10. And then when he was ushered into this 49ers offense, everything changed. That is the same way I would feel about landing a player like Lamar Jackson. Yes, Kyle Shanahan seems to be able to get the most out of quarterbacks. In a lot of sense, I mean, he hasn't always, but maybe... He was making those, despite the fact that they weren't that good, maybe Kyle Shanahan was still making them look better than they were. You know, that kind of, they were not good quarterbacks and Kyle Shanahan made them look okay type of deal. 
it's the same thing with Lamar Jackson. I mean, yes, you can you can work with these other quarterbacks and you can get the most out of them and you can win games with the Brock Purdy's of the world, which uh, we don't even know what Brock Purdy is yet, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But there would be something about throwing Lamar Jackson into the mix that would change everything, just like Christian McCaffrey did. There's just something about an elite player. It is what it is. Okay, But then, you know, we talk all of this. We say all of this about a quarterback who's missed probably, I think, like 10 games over the last two seasons. And the 49ers would be looking at that going, oh, God, I don't think I can handle that. Like, you can't, you know, you got to risk it for the biscuit. But, man, the 49ers, knowing that Lamar Jackson's missed some time, that would be, I mean, you're talking about a team that went through five quarterbacks this year, four four quarterbacks. Like, (laughs) they just don't even want that to be on the menu. But anyways, I think I've fully explained myself. Interesting to talk about, silly to talk about, highly, insanely unlikely, but you never know. You never know. As I've alluded to, free agencies next week. Yes, we're not, we're not, I'm not going heavy into the segues here, folks. We're moving on from Lamar Jackson. We're going to touch on free agency and we're going to get the hell out of here. And I'm going to go make sure my roof's not leaking. It shouldn't be. It's never leaked before, but atmospheric rivers next week the 13th what is the 13th let me check my uh, calendar on my iphone is that monday or tuesday monday this coming monday you're about to start that's when the wave of players that have agreed to a contract with a team but can't officially sign it until the 15th that's what happens monday it's the legal tampering period which again sounds like um an illegal activity just, you know, legal tampering, like doesn't sound so legal to me, (laughs) you know, chill out here, boys. That starts on the 13th, goes through the 15th and on the 15th players can start officially putting pen to paper. I don't see the 49ers being big players on that. Um, I think what I'll probably do is plan on jumping on here. Maybe let's see 15th. I don't I want to, I'm going to, obviously I'll be on here next week. I'm going to plan on jumping on one time. I kind of thought about doing two, but I don't see the 49ers being big players in free agency. But what I will say to you guys, if if there's a significant move made by the 49ers within those first couple days of the week, I am just going to jump on here and we'll talk about it. At the very least, I'll be on later in the week to break down um, the 49ers free agency moves and signings that affect the 49ers in terms of uh, 49ers players signing elsewhere. Um, Obviously news broke that Robbie Gould was not coming back to the team, Um, but we'll see. That's not, not over till it's over. I feel like him and the 49ers have done this dance before and maybe it's just the two sides playing hardball. We'll see, but um, obviously not ideal, but I'm not going to get too wrapped up in that yet. You know, and I said last year I didn't think the 49ers would be big players because they were in a very similar situation financially, and then they ended up adding Charvarius Ward, which was not a massive signing, but it was a significant signing in free agency and one that really impacted the team. So maybe the 49ers will do something like that. Uh, they just have a lot of players on their own team that they're going to have to try and bring back that you know that they're going to be interested in bringing back. Um, if I change the... No, it's not... It'll mess up everything here. But you've got players like... Samson Ibukam, uh Emmanuel Mosley, uh, Daniel Brunskill, um, 
Where is the uh, Jake Brendel, who was their starting center all year? Kevin Gibbons. Uh, I mean, he's a restricted free agent. I'm assuming they're going to bring him back. Uh, they just re-signed Colton McKivitz um, to a two-year deal, which is you know kind of shoring up that backup spot. But they've got Charles Omenihu. They've got quite a few players, let alone the free agent market that they would like to get back. Uh, Tashawn Gibson said he's going to play next year and will test free agency and would love to be back with the 49ers. He essentially took Jimmy Ward's job when Jimmy Ward got hurt and they wouldn't give him it back. So there's some significant names on this free agent list that's, you know, topped off by Jimmy Ward that, you know, the 49ers would be very interested in bringing back, but they're kind of backs against the wall when it comes to the salary cap. So we'll see what they're able to pull off. And they've got to somehow manage to, I'm assuming, try and get Nick Bosa's extension done. Um, I, I, I'm assuming they want to get that, that done this offseason. So a lot going on there. Like, it, there's a lot going on inside the walls of the San Francisco 49ers to the point where I have to wonder how much they're really worried about outside free agents. And, and do they even expect to have money available for them? You know, Mike McGlinchey, 49ers starting right tackle, said his uh, Suedo goodbyes. Um, the past couple of days, he said it kind of always seemed like he probably wouldn't be back. He probably, he, I mean, he's a smart dude. He probably knew the 49ers financial situation, just read the tea leaves and went from there. So there's a lot going on within their team and players that they, they, that they'd probably like to bring back. And then they'll kind of see when the dust settles, what they have, what they can do elsewhere. And, and that's why I just don't expect the 49ers to be players with that amount of free agents. I mean, if you look at other teams and the amount of players heading out the door, the numbers don't look that different. But in terms of like starters, players that played significant snap counts, uh, I think the 49ers are probably up there as far as the t- roster turnover they're going to experience in free agency and the amount of players that played key snaps that are headed out the door. So they're going to be scrambling to see who they can keep and what type of deals those players would be willing to accept and uh, how it's going to fit into the big picture. But we'll see. I mean, they'll have to really like wipe off the entire whiteboard if, if, if they start seriously entertaining Lamar Jackson. But again, it's, it's, it's a fun conversation to have, but just don't get, don't throw yourself too far into it. I only want the best from you best for you. But all right, I, th- I mean, I think that does it for an- for another pod. I-, I think we're good. I think we've touched on it. Again, if something significant happens next week, um, I'll jump on here and we'll break it down. I mean, we'll see what news comes out of Brock Purdy's surgery. That might be something worth, worth talking about anyway. So, you know, don't be surprised if, uh, you know, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, a little striking gold pops up on your feed. Y'all know how it is. Um, but I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Thank you for being here. Thank you for lending me your ear. Thank you for supporting the pod. Um, please leave leave me a positive review. Leave us a positive review wherever you listen to your pods if you feel we deserve it. But in the end, like I always say, just you being here and listening is the ultimate form of support. Everything else is just a bonus. But every everything, all, all good things must come to an end, and that includes this episode. So um, be on the lookout next week. We'll be back on here. Uh, it'll be interesting free agency all that good stuff always a fun time of year appreciate you guys uh, but hey y'all know what it is for another episode I'm Rob this is Striking Gold and we are signing out
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com